0: With the environment in focus, I'm Tom Pelton. Last week, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, a Republican, vetoed 38 bills passed in March by the Democratic Majority General Assembly. The governor explained that the economic crash caused by the coronavirus had opened up a massive state budget deficit, which made the new proposals, including for increased funding for public schools, suddenly unaffordable. However, at least one of the bills that Hogan vetoed had absolutely nothing to do with state funds or the coronavirus. That was Senate Bill 330, which would have outlawed the use of a pesticide called chlorpyrifos that researchers have concluded can cause brain damage in children and kill aquatic life in the Chesapeake Bay and elsewhere farmers spray thousands of pounds of chlorpyrifos every year to kill insects that damage corn, fruit trees, and cotton crops. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency banned the indoor use of the pesticide in 2000, but the Trump administration in 2017 decided against expanding that protection to farms and other outdoor locations. Dr. Clarence Lamb is a public health expert at Johns Hopkins and a Democratic state senator from Howard County who co-sponsored Maryland's state ban on the insecticide. So, you know, I was disappointed by the veto because I think this is important legislation to help protect our children and those who are growing up in our state from these types of neurological disorders. You know, I think the science is very clear that this chemical is harmful. Governor Hogan's administration declined to be interviewed on this subject, but the governor signed a letter with the veto that said the state law was unnecessary because the administration imposed regulations in April that will effectively prohibit the chemical's use by the end of 2021. Ruth Berlin is executive director of the Maryland Pesticide Network. She said that Hogan's substitution of weaker regulations for a stronger law banning the pesticide was, in essence, a political trick. It's a way of replacing permanent legal action with temporary rules that the governor can alter or weaken at any time. Hogan's regulations will be administered by a state agency, the Maryland Department of Agriculture, or MDA, that has a mission to promote the agricultural industry, not public health. Over the last quarter century, MDA has opposed every single bill designed to limit or control the use of pesticides, Berlin said. The truth is the governor's veto basically puts MDA, which is the fox guarding the hen house, so we know that this will turn into pretty much nothing of use because they have a dismal record, truly. And, you know, we're going to push for a veto override and we feel optimistic about those chances. The legislation passed the state Senate by a vote of 31 to 14, and the House by 94 to 37. Both were above the two-thirds majority that would allow a veto override when the General Assembly reconvenes in January. So, what's behind all this maneuvering? Much of this is about the politics of regulation. It's also about the power of the farm lobby, which, like the modern Republican Party, strongly opposes all laws and rules that might hurt the profits of industry. In this case, farmers or chemical manufacturers. There's little doubt that farmers and golf course owners could make more profit if we allowed them to spray whatever chemicals they'd like. But it is also important to remember, there are costs on the other side of the ledger, too. The secret and incalculable costs of lowered IQs in children whose mothers are exposed to this pesticide by simply strolling through an orchard or eating the wrong fruit while they are pregnant. With the Environment in Focus, I'm Tom Pelton of the Environmental Integrity Project, author of The Chesapeake in Focus. This program is sponsored by the Abel Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own.